Hello, my friend. I'm so happy that you're here. So I've worked as a coach, mentor, advisor to different kinds of creatives, but predominantly photographers for around five years now. And honestly, it's one of the things that really fills me with joy and energy is actually seeing others succeed. But it is never ceasing to blow my mind the number of people who come to me for help, even paying me for my time, my advice, and then they go away and do absolutely nothing with that. And I've seen this again recently with my latest project. So I want to take the time today to talk about something with you uh, that I think is something that affects a lot of people. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Expedition, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs about courageously following your own path and creating a unique niche. I'm your host, Kat Eckleborn-White. Many people know me as the photographer behind Wild Connections Photography, a multi-award-winning niche elopement photography business working with couples who want to get married in the most incredible alpine settings in Europe. I'm also a coach, mentor and advisor to amazing creative entrepreneurs. In a world where so many people follow the trends of their industry, I empower people to forge their own paths and step into their uniqueness. I could probably take the rest of the month off if I had a euro for every grumble I've heard in the last few months from people around how their industry is going to shit. Um, And this is from people from different creative industries, not just in my world, in the photography industry. One of the biggest grumbles from photographers specifically right now is clients are just booking all the cheapest options. Or there are too many people offering massive discounts to get bookings that I just can't compete with it, which is actually something I covered in last week's podcast. So if that is something that you're grumbling about right now, please do go and take a listen. Now, I do believe the wedding industry has its issues. um, And this is actually something I spoke about in episode three of the podcast. However, I've always been the kind of person who sees what's going on and I like to try and find a solution for it. Back when I realized that I wanted to shoot more adventure and travel focused weddings, I noticed that these types of weddings were not getting the coverage in the blogs because they didn't have the heavy detail aesthetic uh, that a lot of blogs wanted. But instead of grumbling about this, I actually went away and I created a platform to feature the exact work that I was creating because I knew that there wasn't enough of it being showcased. Instead of saying, nobody wants this kind of work, I created a space to highlight it so that more people would discover it and then more people would want it. I also went outside of my industry. I found places to talk about the sort of work I was doing. When I started doing this, there wasn't an industry for elopements and adventure weddings in Europe, but that's what I wanted to do. So I created one. 
Today, one of the biggest challenges that a lot of photographers are facing, especially those living in regions where tourism and destination weddings are popular, is trying to compete with the countless people who are coming to their areas to shoot shoot for cheap, free, and who are marketing themselves as experts in these areas from only being there once. Because I see this struggle and I hear these challenges coming from the industry, I wanted to come up with a possible solution. I believe strongly in sustainability and I believe in supporting local vendors and local areas. I also believe in working with locals um, because I have seen how that can really elevate the experience for clients. So I went and I created the European Elopement Guide. Now my vision for this guide was to be a place where local vendors could go to showcase their knowledge and their expertise. They get to stake their claim to the areas where they work and where they live so that people are in absolutely no doubt that these are the people to work with if they want local experts in these places. The blog is designed to be a stage a platform to showcase these local talents. In my mind, it's a great solution uh, to the struggle of competing with non-locals who often don't know or respect these areas. But this may or may not surprise you to know that when I reached out to many people who have been moaning about this very problem of people coming, shooting for cheap, taking their jobs and selling themselves as local experts when they're not, When I went to the industry, to these very people and presented them with a solution or a potential solution to this problem, very few actually took any action at all. For me, this is super frustrating to see because I'm someone that when I see something isn't working, I immediately will take steps to fix it. But I'm also not surprised because I see this happening time and time again. And it's one of the reasons why, honestly, I find it hard to be in really large online communities, especially. So many people don't want to find a solution. And I think I know why. They're addicted to the struggle of being a struggling artist, a struggling creative, whatever that is that they call themselves. When presented with an opportunity to actually do something and to take action against the thing that you don't want, well, many of you won't actually do it. Your addiction, your attachment to the struggle can come from a number of places. And if we've worked together one-on-one on on this, um, that's always a really great way to see what the driving factors are behind that for you specifically. But for those of you that haven't or don't work with me one-on-one, Here are some of the most common reasons why you might have an attachment to the struggle. The first one is keeping in with your tribe. Even though we live much of our lives these days in quite solitary ways, and we're all pretty independent, we are still at our core tribal beings. Our tribes just look different now. Sometimes we might even belong to multiple tribes or communities. 
Throughout history, fitting in with the tribe, fitting in with the community, it meant survival. Outcasts didn't make it. Our tribes can be made up of different people. They could be our families or our closest or oldest friends. These could be also communities of peers within your industry or even from different industries. If in these communities struggle is something that unites them, not struggling means no longer fitting in. Have you ever been in a Facebook group where one person will post about a struggle, such as a complaint about a series of challenging clients or an increase in people haggling, ghosting or asking for discounts, and a ton of people will jump into the rescue to support them, to validate, to reinforce that view? They're united in solidarity against that struggle. But have you also seen what happens when one or two people will comment and dare to disagree and say how actually for them, everything seems to be going great? It's usually not met with such great reception. How do you feel when you read these comments from those people who are not struggling? It's often not empowering thoughts. It's usually, well, screw them. The same can happen with your friends and family too. As you become more successful, relationships with people you've known since before your business can change. Even though you hope these people will share in celebrating your success, sometimes through no fault of your own, what it can do instead is highlight their own shortcomings or failures. And it will put pressure on those relationships. Some relationships can evolve to support you as you become more successful, but some can't. It's when they can't that you can choose to let that relationship go and walk away, but many people don't. Instead, they choose to keep holding on to that struggle and let these relationships hold them back. In these situations, those of you who are not addicted to the struggle will go out and find new tribes and new communities that will allow you to grow but many people won't. Another reason you could be addicted to the struggle is your beliefs around success. Many of our beliefs are formed through the things that we hear, the things that we see from the views of the people all around us as we grow up. So this could be a reason why you're also addicted to the struggle. Were you taught that in order to succeed, you needed to work hard? That you've told yourself that you work better under pressure and that's what motivates you? Have you been taught to believe that success takes hard work and that you have to struggle if you want something really well, really hard? That if it wasn't a struggle, if it wasn't a hustle, that the reward at the end is not as sweet. Maybe you've had the thought, people won't like me if I can do it easily when I know other people are struggling. Or maybe you tell yourself, overcoming a struggle makes me feel good. You are bombarded with stories from a young age where the hero overcomes the struggles to succeed. 
So it's common that many people have these beliefs that struggling is noble, that it's something that everyone should do and has to do in order to reach the end point, the success that they want to have. In schools, maybe at home, we get used to hearing all these different phrases. Even things like money doesn't grow on trees, a struggle around money. The best views come after the hardest climb, a quote that I love, but also implies that there must always be a struggle in order to enjoy the view at the top. And just the beliefs that you have to work hard and you have to make sacrifices if you want to do well. Honestly, there are so many motivational quotes and memes all over the internet around struggling and that it becomes something that people aspire to. Struggle is something that many people will encounter, but some will just see it as a bend in the road, just something that happens on the route to a final destination that they can tackle and move past. But there are others who make the struggle the final destination. These beliefs around struggle and always struggling become a comfort. They become all you know. The final reason that I see coming up a lot within the people, the clients that I work one-on-one with and in the communities that I interact with is avoiding responsibility. So for many people, when you're struggling, it gets you off the hook. Struggling allows you to avoid responsibility for where you are right now. Keeping yourself in a perpetual state of struggle allows you to keep blaming your circumstance, the state of the industry, the economy, basically anything that's outside of your control. It lets you continue avoiding the role that you have played in being exactly where you are right now. Sure, there are times when running a business can be a struggle, but if you are constantly finding yourself going from one struggle to the next, there's probably something else going on. Success isn't just about how hard you work or how much you have struggled. You will still face challenges. It's inevitable. But are you finally ready to let go of the struggle? When you allow yourself to stop struggling, you may open a whole realm of possibilities that you never saw before. What if running a business wasn't a struggle? What if it was easy and fun? And what if there were a whole bunch of opportunities out there just waiting for you to grasp them? if you were just willing to stop struggling.